the Stoochie Bounce. I'm feeling it, brother. I'm feeling it. Come on. It's in your soul. Are you feeling funky? Oh, I'm feeling funky. Doing the bounce. Look at it. It just happens. I can't explain Wait. it, folks. I can't explain it. What's up? I could feel the bounce all the way over here. Dude, it's like creating an earthquake, man. I'll tell you something. That is a perfect Friday jam. That is a perfect Monday jam, a Tuesday jam, a Wednesday jam, and a Thursday jam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Our Friday edition right here, Rocky Stucci's Situation Room. Of course, me, the emotional meatball, the godfather of talk radio, Rocky freaking Stucci. And on the other side of the microphone, we have the big freaking cannoli, Scotty freaking Roberts. What's up, my brother? What's up? How you doing? Living long, prospering, and funky. You know, I got a question. You know, you do this. Ask me. Hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah, I can do it better it. with this one here. There it is. Do you think that the day's going to come where this is going to be like a sign of racism, bro? What's up? Oh, sure. Well, you know what it is. You know where Leonard Nimoy, who played Spock. Oh, dude, you do a double? That? Oh, yeah, I can do a double. So, you know where that came from? Well, that I got ideas, from, uh, you know. Now, now, Leonard Nimoy was Jewish and playing Spock, and he came up with this this was something he said let's use this uh, on the show but where that came from was the jewish prayer the rabbis when they would be up there and they pray and this was a symbol i don't know exactly what it stood for oh i do jewish rabbi would hold his hands up when his shalom you know whatever in hebrew and he would hold his hands up in, in prayer and uh, so that's where he pulled that from well it's a v and you know, well, I don't think it's supposed to mean V. I don't think it's supposed to mean Vulcan in Hebrew, but uh, oh, Jewish yeah. practice. Vulcan is what I was thinking, bro. What's up, bro? That's right. Hey, did you know William Shatner is Jewish too? No, dude. I didn't know that about him. Oh, I didn't. So, so let me let me throw something on here really quick, folks. Um, <laughs> moving let, on. Yeah, let's just get this out of the way. And um, I, I just want to cover something really quick in regards to yesterday's program. Oh, um, yesterday. Yeah, you know, it got a little out of control, bro. I'm just saying, it got a little out of control. But here's the thing. Um, you know, after the show, um, you know, it's one of those things that's just like, I, I do this all the time. I, I always have these moments to where it's like, God, probably shouldn't have, you know, talked about Scotty putting a three-foot double-ended thang in his butthole thang. You know what I'm I saying? I wondered about that. That was a little... Uh, uh, um, um, that was a little extreme, bro. You know? No, no, you said it, and I'm like... Oh, Jesus, where do we go with that? Yeah, well, we know where <laughs> we're going. You know, so after the show, it's just like, God, you know, and then you have these these contemplations. Should I should I just delete the show? Was it too much? Should I not play it? Uh, so you worry about it because sometimes we push the buttons, and, and I'm going somewhere with this. And I wake up this morning, and uh, it's, it's typical. Sometimes I'll get an email, sometimes a couple, sometimes a few, uh, depending on what uh -oh. our subject matter is, to where people want to tell me that I'm either, you know, a white supremacist, or I, I need to do my research, or I don't know what Satan. I'm talking about, or I'm Satan, I go for Satan. Yeah, or I'm throwing symbology out, or, you know, some weird shit, right? And so I thought I was going to wake up this morning and uh, have some emails. I, I thought for sure I was going to have some emails after today. Well, I did have some emails, and um, but they weren't what I was expecting, Roberts, and, and this is where I'm going with this, is um, most of the emails that I received were people actually thanking us, you, myself, and Bauer, because they are going through personal struggles in life. Uh, this one lady was saying that she had probably one of the worst days of her life, and she tuned into the show, and she said it totally flipped her entire day, her entire night, uh, because she needed that escape of laughter. Now, here's, That's what it's all about. Dude, it is. There and it is. Here's where we stand, is that we push the limits on this show. We know we do. I know I do. Um, we really pushed the freaking limits on this show. I'm not even joking, but you know what? Let's, let's look out at the world we live in today. Let's look out on social media. Let's go to Twitter and Facebook and, and go to all these different sites. You have, have all this inner fighting. We have our, our news cycles that are eating our souls away. You have society that is literally losing their mind. We have geopolitical events 
to where we're constantly on the brink of war. We're always dealing with Russia, Iran, China. We, there's just so much in this world, Scotty, that literally consume our thoughts. They consume our happiness. It consumes our laughter, and it feeds and amplifies and fuels our anger. And so at the end of the day sometimes, I would rather put myself on the pedestal to make a complete ass out of myself to allow people watching this program to get some laughs. Now, again, you know, some of those super, super mature people, this program ain't for you. You know, right, th this right. program is for people that want to explore possibilities. They want to challenge our reality. They want to have a good time and they want some immaturity. They want to laugh. They want to escape. And, and I'm okay with that because what you get here and Scotty can attest to this. What you get here with me on this program is what you get off the air as well. I don't change who I am. I sit here and I watch these people. They try to change. They try to do these different things. They try to put on these false perceptions. I see all this inner fighting. I see all this 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 madness, and I don't have time for it. Um, you know, this show is what I would term WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. That's it. And uh, um, there is no artifice here. There is no subterfuge. There is no trying to make you think we're something we're not. Uh, all we do is put the best face forward. You know, do we sit and have conversations with backgrounds? No, we don't. There's a little stage setting and a little lighting and blah, 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 and all of that. But what we are all about is presenting to you who we are. The stuff we talk about is who we are, what we are, whether it be deep state po politics, uh, uh, love for our fellow humans, uh, going deep in that respect or being lighthearted, sometimes even sexual innuendo used as comedy. That's just who we are. We right. get together. If you were to sit around a campfire or a table or having a beer or a cigar with Rocky and I, it would look no different than this show. It's exactly it, brother. That's that's perfectly said because uh, I, I don't believe in uh, being a chameleon, you know, to appease an audience. Uh, the right. right people come to this show, brother. You know that. The right people come here, the people that need to come here, the people that are looking for a laughter, exploration, conversation. Um, it, you know, and I say this a million times. We have people in our chat room that have completely opposite belief systems, but yet we right. can still find this common ground to come together. And um, so, uh, you know, I just wanted to thank those that sent me messages today or last That's night cool. or throughout the night. Uh, thanking us, Scotty. They were thanking us because they needed that escape. Again, it's always weird. It's always the shows that I worry about. If I went too <laughs> far, if I pushed the limits, those are the shows. And I contemplate deleting them. And then I don't. I remember another video that I did. Audrey talked me out of not deleting it. And uh, that I remember was, that one. You know, yeah, it was one of my off rants. And I was just like, God, I'm just, you know, I was all over the board. I'm going to delete it. And, dude, I got like 50 freaking messages from people, some yeah. emails just, well, that one was, the, I, th I think that you were a little nervous about that one because it was so revealing, heart yeah. revealing. Right. And uh, you thought, ah, oh. you know, you do that sometimes. I've done that on a couple of my own things where you wonder, oh, people don't want to hear that about me because everybody's got their own problems uh, or people don't want to hear about my past or the things that, that molded me. And you know what I found is, frankly, they do. Uh, people want to hear how people have dealt with things, how it's molded who they are, how they've either overcome them or are still struggling with some of them. Uh, I think that that's good stuff. And if anybody is now last night was different. That wasn't like, this is from the heart. This is deep revealing. Last night was just frivolous fun. Yep. And I, I will say this to all the listeners. If you're offended by that, we're okay with that. Uh, just don't, that, that's not what we do every day. We don't, we don't just go off the deep end like that and have fun. Uh, so if you don't like it, you, you know, you don't have to listen to it. We are okay with that. Just come back tomorrow when we're talking about deep state mm. and, uh, you might enjoy that. Or we're talking about paranormal or, or theological stuff or whatever it might be. Uh, so we respect and appreciate the fact that not everybody likes everything we do all the time. And uh, and that's okay. That is okay, bro. That is okay. And we love the hell out of all you guys. And it's Friday. Hey, um, Scotty, now there's a few different things. I, I'm, I'm pulling something up here really quick. Uh, yeah. Because there's a few things that we are going to be covered on this program. 
maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, we actually had, we actually, I'm just saying, we actually had um, an outline from yesterday's show, and we didn't oh, get to one Bauer thing. was going to professor us all. And, uh, you know, remember you said something. I don't have the quote. I'm paraphrasing dramatically here, but he said something at the beginning as, oh, is that the direction we're going to go? He says, so, okay, uh, we're either going to go deep or we're going to go this way. Let's go this way. And, uh, you know, so. Hey, I want to let everybody know that um, I was contacted by my friends here locally um, that own the company Kick-Ass Beef Jerky. Kick-Ass oh. Beef Jerky. And um, they are going to be sending me a bunch of different types of beef jerky and their Bloody Mary mix. As a matter of fact, as long as I'm here, I just want to show everybody the site real quick uh, while we're talking, Scotty. It's kickassbeefjerky.com. Kickassbeefjerky.com. They are local here uh, to Minnesota, I believe just north of the Twin Cities, just a little bit. Um, they do have a special going right now, end of summer sale through Jul or August 25th. Kick-ass beef jerky. Look, they have all different types. They have original, teriyaki, super hot, peppered, and um, they got clothing. They have Bloody Mary mix. They have a whole bunch of very cool things. You're going to be hearing a lot more about these guys. As a matter of fact, we're probably going to be getting them on. And, Scotty, we're probably going to be taking a trip up to their facility. And you know, I'm looking at their website right now. I got to tell you, I was always a big Sasquatch fan, and so I like the uh, uh, Jack Link's beef jerky, but I'm looking at their site. They're local. Nothing like uh, supporting local people. And I'm looking at their product. I'm looking at this this tub of zesty teriyaki mm -hmm. beef. It's a tub, man. 35 count in there. It comes in a big plastic jug with a, a, a screw-on lid on it. This stuff looks phenomenal. It is. Uh, so where are they located? Do you know? Uh, let me see here. Um, it I'm might sit on their website yeah. to see if it. I know it's just north of the Twin Cities. I don't see it here anywhere, but um, they hooked us up one time with a little care package because Lisa's very good friends with uh, one of the people that uh, work with the company. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Uh, this will give their beef sticks and everything that they have will give everybody a huge run for their money. Go to their freaking website right No, no. After the show, Kick-Ass Beef Jerky. You know, it says here that Kick-Ass Beef Snacks incorporated was founded in the early 1950s and so you know and he, he sold his jerky in his own butcher shop mm. now i wonder if they had the same name you would think in uh, <laughs> you would think in the 1950s the name kickass might not go over well uh the way society was back back then but it says that's when it was founded and uh, they're located by the way rocky this could be a whole trip they're in Winona, Minnesota. That's what I said, bro. I said we're a, going there, bro. Yeah, dude. There are uh, Winona is an old river city mm -hmm. here, and uh, I've done investigations there. Do you remember a long time ago? A long time ago, um, when Rainy and I went. God, it had to be two thousand eight or two thousand nine, and uh, uh, we went down and investigated uh, an old. Uh, it's an antique shop now. But it was an old bar and tavern back then, right on Main Street. And it was a brothel. Why and there, and Why I think no nine murders, they said, that had taken place there over the decades. Oh. And that's where I got some EVPs. One of them, I'm sitting on an old wooden stairway down in the basement that's now concreted over. It doesn't lead anywhere. And uh, I'm sitting on the steps, and I've got all my devices out there. And it used to be the steps that would lead to the outside entrance. And uh, I would ask questions like, now, I said, respectfully, I know some of you here, if you're still around, you know, you were, I said, how would I put this politely? Ladies of the night, things like that. And I said that there was a brothel here. I said, if anybody here would like to talk to me, I said, I'm sitting here and I would love to hear from you. And a woman's voice came over. I've got the EVP still. And the voice said this. It said, what you doing there? What? Just like a little lilt in the voice. What you doing there? What'd and it say, was like, bro? how you doing? How you doing? What did you say? Did you reply back? Did you listen to it on the I spot? I didn't hear it until I listened back, you know, that the next day. See, that's why it's super important. And, and you know, this is what we learned throughout our little journey in the paranormal field. This is why we say it's so important to try to listen back while you're there. Um, yeah. so you can kind of progress with these conversations and uh, Scotty, we both know it's not easy to do. Sometimes you're just no. caught up, 
going from spot to spot, doing EVP, spirit box. It's hard to do a session and listen back. Do a session, listen it back. It is. You know? so, That's why I like the spirit box. You know what we need to get, Rocky? What, bro? What's I up? I don't What's know up? what they're called, but I've seen somebody, and they develop them. They're really pretty pieces of equipment. They kind of look like high-tech steampunk versions of an old like 1930s 1940s radio mm. but you turn it on and the voices you get you know what this is maybe you know what it's called it's got an echoey voice e- e- ecovox like e- ecovox god and they 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 say whole sentences yeah i know it's like it, you're conversing with them. you know how much they want for that shit bro no i don't like 1200 freaking dollars what's up well what's 1200 dollars to rocky stucci good point bro because i make shit happen yeah, there it is what? there it is no what yeah. No, what's up? I want to win the lottery. You know why? I want to buy one of those, and I want to build a radio studio. Dude, you can, and then you, we put people to work. Dude, you, you, you know had, what? That's that's the prayer you put out. You go, dear God, I would like to win the lottery because I would put lots of people to work. So my my intentions are good when they're really that's a lie. You know, I would put people to work, but I do a lot of. What would you do if you had $230 million in your bank account? I would hire somebody full-time to do nothing but follow me around and give me shoulder and back rubs all day, bro. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, hey, right there. My yeah. son did that last night. I'm sitting on the end of the bed, and everybody's watching TV. And he comes up behind me, and he puts an elbow right in the back of my neck. And I go, oh, that's perfect. Do that. And my, my 10-year-old, so he's sitting just leaning on my shoulders with his elbows. And I'm like, oh. That's it's like fantastic. Because my wife, you know, is a massage therapist, but we're married. So do I get massages? Nope. No. You did before. Every now and then she'll rub my neck. Every once in a while. But uh, so I'll do her all the time. I know you will, bro. Come on. What's up? Come here. You know what you do? You sit in the sofa and you're back in the corner of the sofa and you got your legs spread out in this big wine. You go, come on, sit right Mm -hmm. here and I'll rub your shoulders. Jesus, bro. That's offensive. And that's what I do. And I rub her shoulders. Totally offensive. Let me ask you a question, Scotty. When you have 13 families that financially rule the world, how much oh, political influence do you believe these families have? Or how much how much global movement and dictatorship do you think these families have when it comes to global events? Well, the interesting thing is when it says they rule the world, it's not like we all recognize them as some kind of monarch. They rule the world because they're behind the scenes. They own everything. They own everything. They run everything. Yep. That's the person I'd like to know and say, hey, you got $230 million extra. Uh, but here's the list. Uh, the number one, and this is, no, I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to start out with the 13th and go all the way up to the richest family right in the on. world. So you have the Windsor family, which is 13. Number 12 is the Warburg family. Uh, De Blanco, whatever that means. Uh, By the way, the Windsor family, is that relation to like Queen Elizabeth? I don't know. I don't know, bro. Somehow in the Shushan, I know they don't have that last name, but. uh, Do they have it here somewhere? Uh, Yeah, Windsor Castle up there and all that. I just wonder if that's all. Dude, it might be. It actually might be. Number 11 is a very familiar name, the Sinclair family. Now, I wonder Ah. if the Sinclair family goes back towards, you know, the Templar days. You know what I'm saying? Well, Sinclair was big Templar dude. And then uh, Romanov, whoever they are, number nine. Oh, the Romanovs. You know who they the are? Romanovs. Tsar Nicholas uh, II Ooh. and Ooh. Alexandra. And remember the whole Anastasia story in the Russian Revolution in 1917 and the whole family, the Tsar and his wife, and all his kids were killed. And then there's the woman who popped up in like the 1950s saying she was Anastasia grown up, that mm. that's who she was. Uh, and, uh, uh, that's the Romanov family. They were the Romanovs. What did the, how did they make their money? Um, all the, all the extra, all the relatives associate. I don't know my Russian history, but I know the Romanovs were big in Europe. I mean, uh, there were many people who fled to the Romanovs and, uh, there was the Dowager queen, um, uh, that was, uh, Nicholas's mother who lived in, I think Paris, oh. uh, for many years. Interesting, so. bro. Interesting. But they were a huge, huge fan. I know when this woman came out and said she was Anastasia, the Romanovs disavowed her right away. Well, was it probably a money thing? Probably a money thing. But this woman died 
less than 10 years ago, I think, as a very elderly woman still claiming that she was Anastasia Romanov. All right. So we got about three minutes here. So just let me kick this out really quick. Number nine is the Rockefellers. Number eight is a Plantagenet family. Plantagenets. Yes, whatever. Richard the first of England. Oh. I mean, you're talking uh, Richard the uh, second, you know, all those are, that's the Plantagenets before the Tudors. And then number seven is the Krupp K R U P P. Uh, number six is coffee maker. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, number six is the Habsburg. Number five is yeah. Hanover family. Number four is the D Medici family. D Medici. Um, Medici. Yep. Number three is the Cavendish. Cavendish. Number two is the Bruce family. The Bruce family. The Bruce. Yep. And number one is the Rothschilds. Now, Rothschilds. Uh, the Rothschild dynasty is you unquestionably the most powerful, visible bloodline on earth. And their estimated wealth, listen to this, Scotty, I'm is listening. around $500 trillion freaking dollars. 500 trillion trillion they own i guess like, they're sending their kids to college dude, huh? they own like 80 percent of the banks in the entire freaking world now let me ask you something when you have a family like the rothschilds that own like 80 percent of the banks globally and we're talking world banks national banks you tell me that they don't have any political influence i'll jump off a freaking oh dude Dude, you know they have political influence. You know, you got $500 trillion in the... By the way, I put this on because you mentioned the Hanover. Yeah, bro, what's that up? Black, see that black bow right there? Yeah. That's a Hanoverian cockade. Oh. This is uh, in Scotland and England. Uh, when the Scots in the 1700s were fighting for the British, they had their blue bonnets, and they had the black cockade, which stood for the Hanoverian king. So the Hanoverians go way back. So do the Habsburgs. So and all uh, these families are old, families. Uh, right? That's what I was just going to say. So it seems like a lot of these families, they're just not a family that just arose in the mid 1900s. They've been around, dude. They've been around the block. Now, we have a mutual friend um, from Florida, and he is one of the last living descendants of, um, of Vlad the Impaler. Or, 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 oh, uh, wow. Well, dude, he's your friend, too, Tepish. bro. Tepish. What? Who is it? I'll find out during the break because we ain't got a lot of time here. But we, dude, he's our friend on Facebook, bro. We talk to each other all the time. What's up? Oh, all right. Vlad Tepish. He probably Alexander. Alexander. He says it differently, though. DeBras. Uh, dude, I see. We're doing. We're, I, I, I'm trying to think while we're <laughs> live right now. You know what I'm saying? I'll forward it to you. I'll forward it to you. All right. All right. So, you know, I just find it interesting when you have a small, I mean, literally, besides all the fingers on your hand, add three more fingers. Those are the amount of people that own all the major corporations and all the major banks globally. And, you know, you cannot help but think how much our society and how much our cultures are manipulated to continue to put our money into the pockets of these people. And I say this all the time. I am pro-capitalism. I'm, I'm about as pro-capitalism as you can get, but I also believe that our capitalistic society has been hijacked by these bigger corporations and oh, it, it's yeah. pushing all these mom and pop shops. It, it's almost unsustainable these days. If you're like somebody like you or me, we want to start up our own business. It is damn near impossible, Robert. Dude, you want to that. try to go out and get $200,000 to start a business? Good luck. Coffee shop. A coffee shop costs on average $200,000 to start. Now you start up that business and you look at these families that got $300 trillion in the bank. And uh, you just want to go with hat in hand someday and say, you know, I'll name it after you or something. But uh, uh, yeah, when you when you think about that, these are the people that the major banks go to. I could see the Bank of England going to uh, the top family there and saying, can you spot us a few trillion for a for a few days? You know what? You know, see, we feel pretty high and large when we have a couple hundred dollars in our pocket. You know what I'm saying? What does yep. a couple hundred dollars seem to people like this that literally are worth 500 oh. trillion freaking dollars, folks? I mean, come on. That is crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, bottom of the segment on our Friday edition of Rocky Stucci's Situation Room right here, Mojo 5.0 Radio. Visit our website, streamingtalkradio.com. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Stand by.
laughing at my my hopping? I am, bro. I got no. I can't make food. Right. I see you, Roberts. <laughs> oh yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program, the second segment, Rocky Stucci's Situation Room, broadcasting from an undisclosed location or our houses. No big deal. Wherever you want to visualize, we're broadcasting from. That's where we're broadcasting from. As a matter of fact, Scott and I, we're working on an event right now to have China fly us to the moon so we can do a live broadcast from the moon. What's up now? We're, Come on. We're in talks, dude. We're in talks. I met the Chinese prime minister. It's like, how you doing? Dude, he is not liking what the hell is going on in Hong Kong. No, he is not. You know what he would like to do? He would like to crack down and close down Hong Kong. You know it. You know, he's like, uh, this is not Mao Tong. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, <laughs> you know, he wants to get rid of them. That was so freaking crazy, bro. I didn't know you could speak Chinese. Bro, what's up? I speak Chinese. You heard it. Damn, bro. All right. I'm just pulling something up here. You know, I feel hungover from yesterday's show. You know what I'm saying? I feel hungover from yesterday's show. Yeah, I hear that. Hey, folks, by the way, you can support your values with veteran-led Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company providing reliable nationwide coverage. At Patriot Mobile, more than $2 million has been used to support your constitutional rights. And imagine what we can do with you on our side when you switch to Patriot Mobile. With unlimited talk and text plans starting as low as $25 a month. Don't wait. Visit PatriotMobile.com forward slash Mojo50. PatriotMobile.com forward slash Mojo50. Come on, dude. I just wrote that. What's I love up? that. I love that jingle. Dude, this is That's what we one do. That's one of those uh, three weeks from now, I'm going to be walking down the street and it's going to PatriotMobile. Oh, that Rocky, man. He's got a great jingle. Oh, sorry, bro. Sorry. No, that's okay. Just oh. think of the ones that stick in your head that you don't want to have there. It's like, Charmin tissue. And it's like, why did that just come into my head? Now it's going to be in my head the rest of the day. Well, typically, if you're thinking of Charmin tissue, oh, dude, speaking of, I had a whole family-sized bag of baby Ruth's last night, bro. What's up? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be some good dropping Duke time. Oh, Hey, um, why do I do this, Roberts? First, it's the beef jerky when I overdosed on beef jerky. Then oh, I overdosed man. on freaking cheese curds. Well, no, 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 no. I overdosed on cheese curds first. So then I, no, 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 no. It was beef jerky because I ate the cheese curds to try to reverse the effect from the beef jerky. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah. Bro? You know, a little more cheese bind you up a little I bit. I thought that would do some mathematical scientific no. shit, bro. And it didn't work for me at all. It doesn't work. The, the baby roots are in there first, baby, and oh. they go out. Dude, you know, that's like going to the theater and watching a movie with my kids. I'll buy the big bucket of popcorn and I like to take milk duds, a big box of milk duds and pour them into the popcorn, shake them in. So they're all mixed in. It's like, you know, Lucky Charms or something. Popcorn and milk duds, bro. What, what, what? Dude, think of it. Buttered hot popcorn and mildly squishy milk duds, chocolate. And you're in there, you're you're munching your popcorn. You go, hmm, surprise. I just got a soft, squishy chocolate milk dog. I mean, it's fantastic. But you eat a whole bucket of popcorn during a movie because you're not paying attention. You're watching the movie. Oh, this is great. This is great. By the time you walk out of that movie, you're like, oh, my God. I got to poop. I got to poop. I just ate a huge bucket of popcorn laden with soft, squishy milk duds. I don't know how I feel about this right now. I, I don't know I, how I, I feel it, about it. the milk dud thing and popcorn, Roberts. I challenge you to give it a try. It ain't going to kill you. You're going to still get your popcorn buttery flavored joy along with your squishy, uh, your, your squishy chocolate milk dud sensation. And uh, I mean, I'm not talking stringy, squishy, like melty. I'm just talking just a little softer. You know, we've all had milk duds that have sat on top of the fridge for about six months. You go, oh, box of milk duds, crack them open. You throw one in. It's like chewing a rock. Oh, so you put it in with hot buttered yeah. popcorn, though. Dude, I'll tell you that something. I, I don't joyous treat. I don't go to the movies a lot because I cannot. <laughs> I, I got a whole thing with people chewing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I, I'm all about proper etiquette when it comes to eating food 
And sure. when you go to a movie theater, it just seems like the place is packed full of slobs and people that yep. don't know how to chew with their freaking mouth closed and people that like to shake the bag of popcorn just to make sure they're kind of yep. mixing shit up a little bit so they can get that butter going and all that shit going on. Or the dumbasses who like to chew their ice. Oh, <laughs> see, I, I, that's why I don't go because I will go to jail trying to go watch Star Wars. You know what I'm saying, bro? What's up? What's up? Give me a hug. You know, back about remember when the untouchables came out with Kevin Costner uh, playing Elliot Ness, Elliot Ness pursuing, uh, you know, uh, Al Pacino, Al Pacino, Al, <laughs> Al Capone. Yep, yep, <laughs> I was in the theater with that and we went to a, a matinee, my wife and I, there was nobody there. And I like, yeah, great. I kicked back in the seat. This is before reclining seats and I had my feet up. Nobody's in the theater except the two of us. Just the two and then of a couple us. of teenage kids, three, four teenage kids walk in oh. and they, they sit way in the back. And so because there's nobody there, I'm being a pig. I finished my pop soda pop and I start shaking down the ice and I'm crunching the ice. Oh boy, this is going to get good, bro. And I hear this teenage kid from the back. He's like, yo, dude. And he calls me some nasty name. Oh, really? Stop no, chewing no. your ice. And I went, sorry. Just like that. And I'm sitting way low in my seat. And uh, then he bolts up out oh. of his chair. And he he's going to come over and teach me a lesson. Oh, he's going to he? my ass. Because oh. you know what? I look like a little kid, uh, some kind of younger kid. I'm sitting in the chair oh. down low. And he comes to the end of the aisle and starts into my aisle. And I sit up and I said, is there a problem? And he goes, whoa, dude, like that. And he backs up and goes back and sits. And at the end of the movie, I turn around and say, I'm going to go have a word with that kid. And I turn around. They're already gone. Dude, dude, so, you're so violent, Roberts, man. What's yeah, up? Was bro? Violent. I didn't even do anything violent. I yeah. just sat up and I said, what? And uh, <laughs> excuse me. No cop button. Hold on. Hold on one second. Oh, there you go, bro. There you go. That's how you do it. I swear it to God, is. though. I swear to God. Okay. First off, I understand where he's coming from. I really yeah, do. I do, too. You know, but to sit here and try to posture with somebody and, and to, like, try to step up, I'll be like, what you got, little boy? What's up now? What's up? Well, that's it exactly, Mr. DeFace. Um, I don't do that in a full theater. I you did it because I didn't think him. anybody else was in there. That's what you should have did, dude. You should have just took your swank out and just peed right on him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude, dude, that would have been fun. It would have been. You know, that's a territorial thing. They used to do that. They'd take prisoners and they'd all piss on them. Well, I actually do that when I go to the movie theater. I pee on the chairs that are next to me so nobody comes and sits by me. Nobody the... sits there. Dude, you don't want to sit in that. It's wet. It's like yeah. somebody threw up there or something. Yeah, I think somebody's baby peed. Yeah. You know what I hate? <laughs> what I hate at the movie theater, crowded movie theater, you find the, the two seats together for you and your bride. You sit down to watch. And invariably, every single flipping time, some monstrous giant like you oh. walks in and takes the one last available seat, which is right in front of you. Mm. And he sits there in all movie. You're going like this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I might as well sit down front. I don't like the front. I don't either. I don't like the front. But bro. then you get these groups of kids that come in. And they're all texting and laughing. And I've, I've done the thing where I've stood up in the theater and I turn around and I go, hey, put it away. Damn, bro. I don't watch a movie here. If you want to go text, go outside and text. I'm here for two hours to watch a movie, not listen to you text. No, Scotty says, I'm here for four and a half hours to watch this Star Wars movie. Now what's up? Shut up. I'm here for, oh, I once attended. This is way back now. This is back in my Detroit days. We went down to Ann Arbor, Michigan, to the campus uh, down there, the university, and they were, had this event going nationwide called Sit Long and Prosper. Oh, my freaking aching ass, bro. What? Dude, it was when the first five movies of Star Trek all played in one sitting. With about dude, that had to be like a week. Dude, dude, that was like, uh, let's see, five times in 10 hours. Jesus Plus the time they, they gave you a lunch break in there and 15 oh, minute breaks between movies. That was nice, bro. It was fantastic event. Okay. Sit long and prosper. Prosper and sit long, bitches. Oh, What's I always up? do that at home with the big screen TV. 
After all the Lord of the Rings movies, I invited everybody over for the day. Cooked breakfast, pancakes, omelets. We sat down and watched all three of the extended play versions of the Lord of the Rings you movies. You know what, dude? You and Audrey, you, you guys ain't playing games when it comes to this shit. You know what I'm no, saying? You guys dude. ain't playing games when it comes to this Star Trek and Star Wars and Doctor nope. Who and the the whole uh, tortoise thing and time travel. and it's Tortoise just... thing? The TARDIS. <laughs> Same thing, bro. What's up? Why are you judging? Why are you judging? Don't judge. Don't judge. Hey, I'm going to invite you over to the next one. Oh, yeah, I'll be there, bro. I'll be there. But, oh, shit, that's right. I'm busy that day. Remember? I got that thing. What's up? Oh, yeah, that thing. That thing. Nothing. Thing, bro. I got that thing. I'll even serve popcorn with milk duds laden. I got an issue with that. I got an issue with that. You got to try it before you have an issue. I'm judging. I'm judging ahead of time. So let me uh, ask you something here. We, we we got a couple different things you want to talk about, Trump. Uh, um, for one, and yeah. if, uh, I want to start with something first, and then we'll segue into, I guess. Now, I always wanted to be a messiah. You know what I'm saying? I always wanted to be oh, like yeah. the messiah. Like, here I am, bitches. Um, and apparently, there's been some conversations. Uh, maybe people manipulated what he's saying. You don't, It don't matter what he says because people poop their pants every time he speaks. You know what I'm saying? I know that's, that's the whole thing. I get this whole thing with Greenland, you know, and everybody's like, Oh, he's mentally unstable. Right. I said, well, was president Harry Truman unstable when he made the same offer? Do you know, we've made five different offers since 1867 to buy Greenland. No, I didn't know that. Trump talking about it. Didn't even make an offer. He's talking about it. He's mentally unstable. Yeah. It don't matter what he says, you know? And, and so I had this article up. Um, we're not going to cover it here, but it has to do uh, it, the headline of the article, just so people know where I got it. It was misinformation has created a new world disorder. And, okay. um, and, and I'm just only reason I brought that article up, Scotty, is because when you reference how people react towards some of these things in regards to President yeah. Trump, it, it's the fact is, is that whether it be information, misinformation, how media is laying the facts out on the table. Uh, these people have gone freaking psychotic, bro. And um, it's it's a lot of people. If, if these news agencies were truly reporting the facts on why Trump is interested, it's very strategic. It's very yes, strategic. It why you said five times? I didn't know that. I didn't know that we five different times we tried getting this country. Yeah. Um, if you look at the positioning of this country and other countries that are close to this country, it's very strategic from a militaristic point of view right? you know and, and some of the arguments i've seen in my own posts people are like, but there's people you're not these are people you don't buy and sell people and i said he's not asking to buy the people he's asking to buy the property uh for the united states well he just wants to put up a new golf course they and, can you know shut tower. up it's like shut up shut up no it's strategic do you know why it's strategic have you looked up why we have a military base there? It's a strategic location and so on and blah, blah, blah. If they were to report on that news accurately, the report would be unbiased. It would say President Trump acknowledges having discussions about acquiring strategic location Greenland. It'll never get clicks. No, nah, won't get clicks. No, nope. It's like uh, I'm looking at this article right here. I, I. If I'm, if you're not done talking about, take it, it brother, take it. Come on, do what you do, bro. What's it's up? From, it's from the New York Post, and I get my reaction to the New York Post the same way most leftists go. Oh, you just listen to Fox News, and it's like, so you're telling me it's false just because it's a Fox News? Uh, why don't you dig into the facts? So this is the New York Post, or I'm sorry, the Washington Post, and it's got the headline. I am the chosen one. Trump again plays on messianic claims as he embraces King of Israel title. Now, what does that tell you right away? Without even reading the article, what would you get from that headline? If you were just common person out there, average Joe, who doesn't read anything past uh, headlines. What was it again? What, what was it again? Oh, 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 here, here, let me give it to you again. Let's do this for you, Rocky. Thank you. Headline. I am the chosen one. Trump again plays on messianic claims as he embraces King of Israel title. Oh. All right. All right, bro. <clears throat> now, 
Uh, it opens up. It says that. Uh, and by the way, this is the uh, uh, this is this is for you, YouTube. This is uh, the Washington Post, and it is uh, an article written by Sarah Pullum Bailey. She was pulling something, bro. What's up? Pulling something, Bailey. Uh, Bailey. All right. President Trump on Wednesday tweeted a fawning quote from a non-Jewish conservative radio host who described Trump as the king of Israel and who said without evidence that Israeli Jews love him like he is the second coming of God. And uh, uh, Trump tweeted back. He said, thank you to Wayne Allen Root for the very nice words. President Trump, quote, President Trump is the greatest president for Jews and for Israel in the history of the world. Not just America, he is the best president for Israel in the history of the world, and the Jewish people in Israel love him. That was the quote. And then he goes on in his second tweet, like he's the king of Israel. They love him like he's the second coming of God. But American Jews don't know him or like him. They don't even know what they're doing or saying anymore. It makes no sense, but that's okay. If he keeps doing what he's doing, he's good for... That goes on. It cuts off there. Those were the uh, Trump retweeted those. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so in essence, uh, so what they want you to think out there is that while Trump is saying, you know, if somebody called me the king of their country because they liked my policies, I'd probably go, hey, look what this dude had to say about me here. I'm tweeting it. Does that mean I accept the role as king of their country? Does that mean I accept the role as the second coming of God. Well, no. you know, we need to understand, too, something here, Scotty. This was a tweet by a single person. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, it's, it's just crazy how they generalize this as an entire yes. country. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yes. Uh, the Pew Research Center, by the way, found in 2018 that 69% of Israelis had confidence in Trump to do the right thing regarding world affairs. And Pew's poll, then they add, the Washington Post, Pew's poll did not break out by religion, but an earlier Pew study from 2014-2015 found 81% of Israel's population was Jewish. Do you think there's some stinky shit going on right now with Trump and Israel? Um, I think, uh, without digging into it very deeply, I think Trump has done something for Israel <clears throat> that other presidents in the past, uh, Obama even, uh, Obama was almost anti-Israel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, you and I have talked about this with John Ward in yeah. the past about uh, how we have certain problems with certain things Israel does. And uh, uh, but they are our most strategic ally in the Middle East. They are the one ally in the Middle East that supports democracy uh, that uh, and people say, no, they don't because they they have the West Bank. And I'm like, shut up. Shut up. What's up? Uh, you know what? They, oh, they denied Tlaib and AOC entrance. And I said, well, that was all a farce anyway. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, they did because you know what? They're not the United States. They're a different country. They can say to you, hey, you foreign uh, 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 politico, you're not welcome here if you're going to stand with an organization that wants our downfall. When they constantly when they constantly degrade Israel and the Israeli people and the occupation, um, why would Israel want it? Why would they even want to go to Israel? You know, if they hate Israel so much, why are they fighting so much for the effing land? Right. And you know what they did? They came back in a little over 100 years ago. Jews started settling, doing mm -hmm. the kibbutzes, the farms. And they took a dust bowl of sand and turned it into something. And uh, you look at uh, Israel now, it's not a dust bowl of sand. And uh, But you had all your Palestinians who really didn't have an organized country at all there. They're like, but this is our dust bowl of sand. You know, and uh, we must fight you. We must kill you. But see, Scotty, uh, this this has nothing to do. Now, put, put together our greatest ally in the Middle East, right? Put that aside. Yep. Because what we're witnessing, I think, with the Palestinians in Israel, I don't think it has to do with one being Jewish and one being Muslim. I think it's the land itself because, you know, we can go back yeah. prior to Muhammad and you you had the Arabs, Arabs, the Jews. You had people constantly fighting uh, in that area, Jerusalem, Israel area, uh, constantly fighting over that land as the most holiest yes. land in the world. Right. Exactly. And uh, and it's been going. There was a neat little video 
I'm going to send you a link. I don't think you can show this on here. Uh, it's uh, you remember the uh, the movie Exodus um, that came out. Uh, it was written. It was a book written by Leon Uris. I just sent you a link um, to it through your messenger, bro. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'm going to send you uh, a link, and uh, you should listen to this and watch this and maybe post this link. What is it? Uh, what is it? What is it for? It's it's a, it's an animation. Oh. Um, I sent you about, an animation, too. It's something that... Oh, here it is. It's right here. It's three minutes long. Is that playing? I hear it in my headset. I don't hear it, bro. <clears throat> Good. Uh, I'm going to share the link with you. <laughs> oh. It sounded like they, I don't know. I must have hit a wrong button because they're going, oh, oh, <laughs> dude, I didn't send you that shit. What are you looking at? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, Rocky, I see the political implications right there. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to say this. I don't like Jared Kushner. I don't like him. I don't um, know I, much about you. I, I don't like a lot what's going on with his land development there because it's what it's doing is it's putting Trump in a political spectrum that I think he really, really needs to fight hard to stay out of right now. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to certain territories and lands and, and building and where they're building, uh, I'm not, you know, it's like this is so stupid, Scotty, because every single time we talk about Israel, I need to always preface that I'm not, there's nothing about me that's anti-Israeli. I, I'm pro-Israeli. Yeah. Um, but it just pisses me off that anytime you talk about it, that people are literally, literally going to shit a freaking watermelon just because you're bringing up Israel or maybe right. critiquing them. And then all of a sudden you're an anti-Semite or you're anti-Semitic. What, whatever, well, you just know. shut up, you know? There's all this press about about Israel these days and how much we should dislike them. It goes along, it goes hand in hand, I'm sorry, with the biased press that wants to lead people to believe certain things. And uh, the right has traditionally stood for Israel. And uh, we know why that is. There's religious reasons that go way back and all of that. But now you can take the religious aspect out of that. They're as secularized a nation as we are. They're not like the Jewish religion state. Scott, should I not play this video? Not. We got time. Should I play it? Play it if you can play it. All I right. think it's I'm gonna, really good. I'm going to move this over here. I'm going to click play, <laughs> folks. This is what Scotty just sent me. We got time. Here we go. The hell is this, Roberts? Is That's Andy Williams. God gave this land to me. Jesus. This brave and ancient land to me. Spear thrust. And when the morning sun. Layer of action. Then I see a land where children can run free. So take my hand. Jesus. Walk this land with right me. off. And walk this lovely land with me. Though I'm just a man, when you are by my side, with the help of God. Yeah, Judas the Hammer. I can see it. Romans. There's little Ottoman action in there. 
What'd you think of that? Dude, how could the land... Hold on, let me stop this here. How could the most holiest land on the planet be responsible for so much death and destruction? That's that's the question I have. In the first few words, the holiest land on earth. Who deems something holy? Did God come down and say, take off the sandals from thy feet for the place whereon thou dost stand is holy ground? No, uh, we had men write about that. And uh, it's religion has been the backing force behind a lot of that. Or it was conquest, you know, one or the mm-hmm. other, whatever controls the people. And that little animation was very accurate historically. It represented every faction, every nation that has come in and tried to take over that land. And it's still happening to this day. Still happening to this day. Hmm. So it's where yeah, into the Israel problem, is there, a brother. piece of land that go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm saying that that's just where I run into my whole religious issue. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's just the destruction to it. You know, do we even, can we even come close to even coming up with the number of how many people in the history of human mankind have died over a religious belief and how many sides in any given conflict both claimed that God was on their side. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's and uh, saying. if if God was on anybody's side, he was on everybody's side. He's like, hey, go at it. Uh, or it's like that Holocaust joke I told, which you think Holocaust and joke don't belong in the same sentence. But I'm going to repeat it here. Uh, and I don't less think it's than a, a minute. Less than a minute. Go ahead. Not offensive at all. Jew dies. He's a Holocaust survivor. He dies of old age, goes to heaven. And he meets God and he says, hey, God, I got this great joke about the Holocaust. And he tells it. And God kind of sits back and goes, I didn't find that funny at all. And the Jew said, well, I guess you'd have had to been there. Oh, boom. Damn, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of our Friday broadcast. We love you guys. We thank you all so much for being here. Do not forget to catch Scotty freaking Roberts Monday through Friday, 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, Odyssey Radio. And, of course, his YouTube channel, Mr. Scotty Roberts. Visit the website, streamingtalkradio.com. If you want to donate, purchase merchandise, or learn about all of the hosts that are affiliated with the network, that's where you need to go. Ladies and gentlemen, rule number one, do not take shit from nobody. Love the hell out of you guys. Have a great weekend, everybody. Love you guys.